How's it going? My name is Nathan. This is... I'll probably talk too much. My very first episode. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm here with one of my very good friends, Zachary Zantz. What's up? Do you go Zachary or do you go Zach? I go by Zachary. Zachary. Oh, there we go. Fancy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, right now it's what? 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I told my fiance I'd make her a house in Minecraft. That's what <laughs> I'm about to do. But... Um, we were sitting there talking off of the microphone and we thought we'd sit and talk on the microphone about VR because VR is becoming something that's definitely like it, it was a big thing at a time and now it's no longer a big thing. Uh, what do you, I mean, at one point, I know you had a PlayStation VR yeah, and you had some experience doing it far more than I actually had experience. <laughs> uh, what was, what were you, what were your experiences? Well, here's, well, here's the thing, Nathan. Uh, the VR that we had, uh, we always had to have wires connected to the PS4, which was always bothersome. Bothersome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always like on the floor. So the dogs could have just tripped over and just stepped on it or something. Yeah. It's always. Where were we? <laughs> okay. So we had a little bit of interruption. Um, but we were talking about how you were saying how the the cords were bothersome. I mean, they were everywhere in the in the room. Yeah. You were tethered to a console, mm. and I honestly think that's one of the biggest reasons why VR didn't explode like we thought it would. I mean, VR like virtual reality. We're strapping pretty much the console onto our heads, and we're living it in almost. I mean, how much more from like all, like from VR, uh, VR could you really get? Like, if you smelled the things, because I mean, you already hear them, you already see them. Um, I mean, I guess if you could like taste it, <laughs> if you could taste um, the the video game, I guess that would work. Uh, I mean, but but that that kind of almost gets us into what about AR? AR. No, but no, yeah, AR, altered altered reality. Is yeah. That right? AR. I mean, VR is such a step forward with what we're doing. I mean, you are. It is limited in its technology. I mean, you're tied to a tech like tied to a uh, console, you're... but that's only the PS4 one. I heard there were other headsets that, you know, that wasn't a part of the Sony brand that didn't need a lot a wire. Oh, I mean, yeah, like the Oculus Rift. I mean, yeah. I, I totally didn't even think about the Oculus Rift. <laughs> I mean, PlayStation was cool because I mean it, it brought it to a, a, it was already a large community of PlayStation 4 players. I mean that already that pretty much like it was the biggest I mean, Oculus Rift has been on for a long time but it hasn't really blown up like the PS4 VR did for a short little time at least in my opinion so what I guess is the next step for like what do you think would make VR increasingly like I'm I'm tripping over my words what do you think that VR would it would increase its either usability or applicable like appliance in life and everything how could vr be taken to the next step where it, it is the new thing rather than just like a, a hype for a little bit and then not anymore well i've seen these videos of how of that these conventions of how they're trying to evolutionize the vr mm-hmm. they literally put you in a and a hamster ball so you can just run around in it so you don't have to bump into anything like you did before. That's cool. I'm saying is this. We gotta make that kind of technology more cheaper, but that's way expensive for personal use. Mm-hmm. 
That is the and and the thing is, if you were able to, if they made hamster balls like commercially available, like you're running around in your house in a hamster ball, like you're still gonna hit into things. I feel like you need like a very large space to be able to operate around those things. I mean, like they, I mean they did put things on the hamster balls so it would just move in place, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I, I see what you're talking about. Um, I know there were, there was um, a Markiplier video on YouTube where he had this little. It was kind of like. Uh, like a slippery dish that he kind of like sat like a satellite dish kind of type mm-hmm. thing that he would like he would run around in and it had like a little guard on where your hips were so like you wouldn't like run off the thing but like you could run around and I remember he was playing in some sort of I think it was Call of Duty I mean it was a very long time since I watched that video but I mean something like that I mean is that the next step just making your movement in the video game more like easily available or should like I said before like an AR where you're able to switch between alternate reality and virtual reality, where it kind of, it then blends the, like, because we have reality that we live in normally, and then virtual reality, which is solely a video game, we're living in it. Can we make anything altered reality, like alternate reality? I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's what AR is, alternate reality. If not, someone should make an alternate reality and call it AR. Yeah. <laughs> but that blurs the line between video game and real like real life where it's like it's no longer you're you put on the headset and you're only in the video game then you take it off and you're only in reality where you keep the headset on and it's a mixture between the two i mean yeah. what are what are your thoughts on that well you know a lot of old people on facebook keep on having these predictions like saying <laughs> oh, people oh, on facebook. these young people will have will be literally connected to uh, the internet <laughs> and there'll be more <laughs> boomer crins on Facebook if we do that. <laughs> oh no! I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, <laughs> we already get enough from boomers, all right? <laughs> we already get enough from boomers. Oh no! <laughs> oh, great. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean. Okay. Well, so we make alternate reality. Yes. We allow everyone to exist in real life and an alternate Back life. Back in my day, we lived in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the boomers, I hear them now. <laughs> no, um, so, I mean, what, I mean, like, we have everyone on some sort of, like, because, I mean, if, what if you took this outside of the video game escape? Hmm. Alternate reality, we have... We have goggles that are on 24-7 that we pretty much see that's our barrier between reality and what we're seeing because I mean we're seeing it through a screen. It's pretty much just seeing like a television of what we're seeing around us. I mean what's like what if we were to implement it in a more applicable way like like pretty much like we make you know how like holograms but they're not holograms because we're seeing through a computer you know what I'm talking about. And so like, so like we, like if our, if for example, if our phone goes off, we can like open up our palm and the, like, since we have like the goggles on and everything, it'll like animate like a little like text message, like yeah. up on your palm and everything. And you can read your phone without even having, like it would make phones obsolete because so now all of a sudden the headset is your phone. It like allows you to look at advertisements, like a billboard on the screen or on the, like on the side of the road. And suddenly like it's the link to like it's like something like an animated billboard with a link to the website you can check out the website by like opening your palm boom the screen's right there and then you can like look at the advertisement i mean is the vr technology best suited for video games or can we implement vr with stuff like education and stuff like advertising marketing 
things that are not only just the video game world, but into real life. Is there a space for AR, VR, video game-esque type technology in the real world? Well, let's start with AR. Okay. AR has already uh, has stuff that'll help you with the real world, I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. But if we like evolutionize that, like let's let's say take out the goggles entirely, let's get biotech in here and just give you <laughs> eyes. Oh man, skip the goggles. Yeah. We're cyborgs now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not only let's say this. <clears throat> you can you can go into a store. You look at a product, mm-hmm. and it's a like, oh, what's its ratings? What's its quality? What's like, is the company trusted? Okay. That's gonna be more useful for shopping. So, so you know, you, you don't have to. See what's an, what's the word? So, so you don't have to be standing there thinking, hmm, which one should I do? So each company will be fighting for your trust mm-hmm. and and fighting for its quality. Unlike how it's going right now, where it's like lowest quality, highest price. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I can see that. So what you're saying is that this VR AR technology is better used outside of video game. It was it was a good introduction for it in the video game world. We saw VR, we experienced VR, but that's not necessarily its place. Are you saying like, all right? I'm getting, that's what the, those are the vibes I'm getting. I'm talking about AR. I, the VR thing. Uh, I'm not there yet. Okay. Uh, do you have something for the VR? Well, the VR thing. I, the VR thing. It can be used into schools, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. We don't have enough money to implement that, let's say, because if, let, let's give an example. You're in mm-hmm. history class. They're, the teachers are teaching about uh, the writing of the Constitution. You mm-hmm. put on headphones and you're like, while he's talking, it teaches you about everyone who was there yeah. and who was like... Uh, writing the Constitution. Let's say you're just one of the bystanders. <laughs> okay, watching. okay. So you're like, it's like it's immersive technology to get you, like an immersive education style, where you're. Because I could see like in a science class, like not every high school would have laboratory. Yeah. But you'd be able to put on like goggles and everything, and be able to experiment with chemicals and with like materials that aren't available everywhere yeah which um, is going to be more safer which will be safer too because i mean you're just sitting there everyone's just sitting there mindlessly just like oh <laughs> their hands are tipping back and forth because they're just mixing oh man i mean then a boomer walks by and like <laughs> zombies <laughs> oh man no i can see i i get what you're saying um so so then it brings us back to the next step. What's the next step for VR? So we've pretty much talked with two different two different directions that this technology can take place, that this alt, like that this secondary reality technology can take place. We're talking about VR that goes into education systems for an immersive uh, education style, and then we're also on the other hand talking about an alternative reality device that allows us to just live life more informed and quicker and easier so which the what if you were to put one over the other which one would you put would you rather increase our our style like our lifestyle now or would you rather increase the knowledge that kids are getting in a, in a, in like primary education let me if i had to choose if you had to choose one or the other huh. or at least which one first well if you think about it 
AR is kind of the secondary thing. It'll make your life easier, but what we really need more is smart kids. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Me being a student, you know, <laughs> I know a bunch of not smart kids. And it's, I must say, it's not entirely their fault. Why don't I lie? They're just stressed out because, oh, you got to study for this, but you got to set that off because you also got to study for your history test. Why and guess what? Three math assignments. <laughs> Three math assignments. Oh, man. No. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I've, and it's definitely, there's a lot to do for students. And, I mean, while we could just, like, be like, oh, well, you know, like, get rid of, like, lower the, like, lower, oh, my God, I'm tripping over my words, lower the workload of students, if we were able to implement a VR technology, are you saying that we wouldn't have to lower the workload, we could increase the student capacity? Well, yes, because uh, <clears throat> students learn more if they're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. Like, that's why a lot of... What was I going to say? Uh, that's why a lot of uh, students' favorite teacher are the chill back who literally, like, let them go out and, like, outside and do stuff. Mm-hmm. You see? They learn more by that. I mean, you can definitely learn more from, I feel like, a chemistry class than a math class because I, the problem I've always had with math is that it's not mo- if there's some math that is applicable to real life but for the most part you're just dealing with empty numbers and there's not enough yeah. stuff like there's not enough real life stuff to go behind that but a chemistry class you always have the teachers who are doing chemistry like assignments in front of you or they are doing like they are doing tests and laboratory stuff in front of you and they have the real world stuff it's more applicable so if you're able to pretty much like an astronomy class where you're able to like I I went I just finished um, a semester at Snow College where we had a planetary dome that was a lot that pretty much has the projectors that you like have a big like comfy chairs and you sit all the way back and like you can see like they can do stars and like travel through space and like like virtually and everything. And that was so much better. I feel like I would have struggled so hard in that class if the teacher was just on a whiteboard drawing yeah. circles. And so if we were able to bring that one step closer to like all and like and not even that like if you think about like high school you're learning trades and everything yeah. you can have a vr like a vr goggles for like automotive maintenance you don't need a shop you don't need cars you don't need a teacher who knows what they're doing you have a program that you that kids put on they're underneath a car all of a sudden and they're like looking around and they have like tools in their hand if you like you, re- you reduce the amount of stuff a wood shop class yeah. yes i mean like I mean, let's take that let's go back to the car thing let's take that a step above you see the <clears throat> i mean uh driver's ed they only teach you you know how to drive and you know the laws of the road i mean if you put insert vr into it you can also teach uh, the driver's ed that you don't not i mean you do not need a mechanic to f- fix your own car you can figure that out yourself oh yeah they teach you that and even like i know with my driver's ed and everything for the most part for like three weeks, I sat there after school, driving around in a parking lot where they had outlined like roads and like different like things. And it's like, yes, you can learn stuff, but most people cracked right when they were like when they had to go on the road because I mean it's so much more of a different experience. You're dealing with real world stuff. You have cars around you. You have things around you. You have people walking. Mm. If you were able to implement a VR, even before like they touch. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh, Susie's having a nightmare. <laughs> the dog, the dog is, the dog is having a nightmare in her sleep. But you take, uh, you take, 
pretty much before they even touch a car, you put them in a VR simulator of a car yeah. where they have a steering wheel, they have gas pedals, they have like the whole thing. And you were able to teach them like defensive driving maneuvers. If you're able to teach them more things on the road without risking other people's lives, yeah. you're like, I feel like you'll be able to increase our drivers coming out. Um, back kind of going back to like the car shop like the shop and everything teaching trades not you know, like you don't have to go you don't have to find a leaky faucet for you to be able to learn how to fit like how, how to diagnose a, a pipe system yeah. you have a VR headset where you're looking underneath the pipe like underneath the pipe and you're wondering what's going on I don't know what are you what do you have to say about it well uh, well what do I have all right so you see a lot of old people will say, oh, back in my day, my dad literally threw me in the car, we just, and I just drive across the highway, <laughs> and that's how I learned. <laughs> like, all the cars are going one way, and you're driving the other way. All the, and that's how you learned how to drive a car. You see, that's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, like, in the sense of, like, you're I mean, In the simulator, kid. then, you can have, like, a simulation of... Of, shoot, of the highway, just like how you know they had these plane simulations of how to how to drive how to fly a plane. <laughs> how to drive a plane. <laughs> yeah. Not how to fly a plane. And like pilot, like you could make a piloting school so much more, like so much more one accessible to yeah. instructional. Because I don't know, I know for a little, I had one of those like high school student um, plane like piloting experiences where I did like did a whole like it was like a summer camp where I learned all about flying a plane and there was one thing where they stepped me into a like a, a simulator or was like it was kind of like a makeshift cockpit with projectors on the screens all around and that helped me out so much more than any of the of the class teachers like yes it's good to know like it's good to know the the book stuff behind it but just living it because they were trying to explain to me uh the pressure you put behind the rudders and like you see like the foot pedals with mm. the with the joystick and everything when you're making turns and like yeah you can you can te you can talk to a whole bunch of students all you want about how much pressure you're supposed to put on a pedal and how much give you're supposed to like, give to the, the the throttle but it doesn't it did it didn't put it into my brain until i was in the simulator experiencing yeah. it yeah I mean, and so but, oh yeah uh, let's let's put it in the mil in like a military mindset. You bring in VR with a uh, like these little shoot. What's the name of that little racing game that that had like this driving wheel in front of you along with the, the sticks? You're talking about like the arcade games? The, yeah, the <laughs> the arcade. You see, that's more, that'll be more cheaper than you know those huge egg-looking things they have now. Oh yeah. So for so first of all, there'll be more of those. So which equals more more pilots, which mm -hmm. equals more power for the military, which equals <clears throat> the Middle East does no longer exists. <laughs> the Middle East no longer exists. Okay, all right, but what if we took this one step further? Oh. Now we're getting into like sci-fi dystopian universe. Let's what this. if we were able to? If we, if we were able to use VR, and naturally any human instinct would be to weaponize it. Yeah. What if we take drones? I just did it right there. <laughs> <laughs> what if we take drones and pretty much just rig them up so they're they're not like they're they're robots, but they're being controlled by soldiers across the sea, sitting in a pod yeah. with a VR headset and the controls like they're in a tank, and they're driving yeah. the tank across seas. Yeah, like yes, if the tank gets exploded. 
we're not losing a man. Yes, it's like thousands of dollars, yeah, but, but I mean, that's a experienced pilot that's way worth than a thousand thousands of dollars. You're having an experienced pilot who knows what he's doing, yeah. who can pretty much operate any plane, no matter what. Say he's flying a plane somewhere, and all of a sudden there's some like all of a sudden there's an ambush on like the other side of the sea yeah. <laughs> i don't know how wars work but apparently like there's a that ambush they on just the came out sea. of the water yeah they came out. <laughs> and and so um like pass the controls to someone else he now is in a plane in like florida yeah. boom like he's like there's no there's no need to be like to fly all these experienced pilots someplace i'm thinking just this. for them to be too late think of this like People are having, they'll, with what we have now, it's much more easier to get, to bring down information saying like, oh, I'm, we're being attacked by, I don't know, North Korea, but if, if we're being attacked, like, we're still in Florida, and we're like, hey, we're being attacked by the North Koreans, I'm fighting them right now. <laughs> and they're all just sitting in some place in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what Area 51 is. That's oh, yeah. what Area 51 <laughs> Oh, no, we just have all these, like, military bases where they're just, like, in a bunker, underground, fighting, like, three wars at once because yeah. we just have all the military in there. Like, if we had, like, robotic soldiers, That's you have people just sitting in, like, you know, like, Avatar, when, like, when they're, like, in the robot and they, like, connected to all the machines and stuff. Yeah. But you take them out of the machine, put them in a room. It's, like, Pacific Rim, but you're just sitting on your couch and you're fighting you're like like shooting with a rope like you're shooting through a robot someplace across the seas i mean that'll make a military man more brave because they don't have their life to risk so they will go into that building that is full of taliban and just start knocking some teeth out however however this is all good and stuff but you bring up a good point they lose they will get more courage because they're no longer risking their own life. Yes. So does this mean now that we would be able to weaponize all these like robotic soldiers that are being controlled with just explosives? Ah, uh, yes. What if like, well, but I mean, yeah, it's all good if we're doing it, but what if we now, like, what if other countries, what if terrorists now get oh. this like stuff and they just, all they have to do is they just make a robot of a plane filled with explosives. And they have nothing to fear. They don't have to get someone to like work them up for like a like a suicide mission. All it takes is just boom, like it's just like a couple of thousand dollars, like a hundred like a hundred thousand dollars. That's something they could muster up with yeah. their with their whole gang and everything. So what's like we've now reached the dangers of VR of displacing ourselves from reality. I mean, we probably reached a whole bunch of dangers yeah. between now, <laughs> between where we're at now and mechanized robotic drone militaries where we no longer risk human lives. We probably hit many road stops, like stop, stop blocks, road, road, road stops, uh, road, stop, roadblocks, roadblocks. <laughs> yeah, roadblocks. <laughs> and we've just like we've simply just mustered over them. But would you say that there is a danger ultimately with distancing ourselves from reality? With all these de devices that we use to bury ourselves, well, because I mean, we always we already do it with our phones. We already are like most generate like most of the people in the world are just buried in their phones, and they real and they experience reality through social media networks. Hmm. Is there a danger more than there already is now of displacing yourself from reality? Well, other than the danger from the boomers. Uh... <laughs> oh great. Uh... 
uh, I'm gonna bring uh, in the Cold War. You see, okay. You see, <clears throat> we evolutionized our warfare, but then Russia was like, "Oh, we cannot fight against that, so we need to evolutionize our military." So th okay. they'll do that. Well, we are being like, "Whoa!" And then we build it up again. <laughs> okay. So how does this go down? So now, how does this go to the dangers of displacing the human race from reality? Oh, this way. So, so I've been. So I have watched a video saying like, what happens if all human race was just in a VR? Mm -hmm. And they compared it to Wally. -E. You know okay. those fat people on the <laughs> ship. All they they they're just looking at the screen while robots do everything. They're not even noticing anything about mm -hmm. reality. Until like this fat chick fell out of her chair. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay. there's a pool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, are you ultimately saying that? I mean, I'm, I don't want to like put words in your mouth, but are you saying that through a displacement of reality, we'll ultimately just blast ourselves into space, give ourselves robotic chairs? Oh. <laughs> and, and so, like, are you like so? So dive, make that more applicable. What what are we seeing in the next like five, ten years if we continue down this overall downward spiral, if we want to call it? Well, uh, <clears throat> back in I'm not I'm not trying to be a boomer here. <laughs> back in the olden days, there were there weren't really that much fat people, mostly because I don't know the Great Depression. But then again, <laughs> how old are you? Even experience the Great Depression. Neither of us experienced Me the neither, Great Depression. Right? But but uh, depression is at a higher up right now because people are are like saying like uh, well damn what was I going I'm trying to think of the word like mm -hmm. uh, people cannot notice like oh I accomplished this because of hard because of hard work because like they're on social media doing their stuff and like they they can't notice the greatness they can do but if they bring that more and we're we just pretty much just become consumers, not creators, just mm -hmm. consumers. No, I, I believe that all the way. I mean, we now live in an age where we no longer, I mean, with everything that we have at our expense and everything, we're no longer, nothing nothing original comes from us anymore. Yes. There's no original ideas, there's no original music, there's no original photos or products or anything. It's all just spin-offs and spin-offs and mixtures of spin-offs that we're just, we no longer create, we're now just consuming. Even the creators are consuming. Yes. And so is the fact that we're consuming one of the reasons why we're distancing ourselves from reality? Well, I I did have a talk with my uh, grandma, who is a boomer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying like, she did a whole lot of stuff back in her day, like literally people invited her to play football outside, but nobody does that anymore nobody goes up to your door and be like yo can't let's go play football and like you know i remember that as a little kid though i mean like as a little kid like you'd have the friends come over and like hey can like and they'd always ask your mom like hey can 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 you play and like and you're like go out and like play i remember like playing like two hand touch football and i ended up just getting tackled <laughs> but we've lost that but like i mean you could either you could either call it oh that's little kids like that's like being a little kid you're more social as a little kid because you've experienced life less so you don't you're not like you're not accustomed to all the harshness of reality but you i mean there's also i hung out with a lot of people i was very social 
I also did not have an iPhone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, like, the ability, like, the fact that I can just sit at home and experience the world from my couch, where I'm on Instagram looking at news, where I'm on, like, Facebook looking <laughs> at my friends. Like, I mean, you can just, you can do almost anything now just from your couch. And so they're like, why even leave when you can get your groceries, like, delivered to your house? And some companies will even put it in your fridge. Mm. Like, why even leave the house when you... I mean, like, there's nothing stopping people. Like, in a sense, we've already create we've already created this virtual reality bubble. I mean, our phones are the device. We're not holding it. I mean, we're not holding it to our like it's not strapped to our face, but it's almost mm. like it is. I mean, we are on it 24/7, and so I can almost imagine that we've already created that VR bubble. And I mean, yes, it's not like this goggle type thing where we're like seeing through it and like we're like in like increasing like education and like it's not like this like technology a spectacle that we've like we've been talking about but i mean we have created a vr bubble around us i mean yeah. wouldn't you say that well yes i would say that like <clears throat> i don't know if just if it's just my family just moving around and stuff but i will say i did have a lot of friends back in where i lived and uh my house all the way down there because mm -hmm. I was young. I had more time to make friends. I literally had people, well, a person. <laughs> a person. <laughs> a I person. had lots of friends. Yeah. One of them actually. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like come to my house and be like, yo, let's go to let's go to my house. Let's just yeah. I don't know. Let's play. And I that's literally how I got this guy right. Well, you, you see the oh jeez, like, yeah, that's a pretty bad scar. Yeah. What was that? Uh, I, well, it, the the cement was sucky over there, oh, and then I, I, I yawned my back and like, I just fell down. <laughs> just fell down? Well, I was waiting for him, like, <laughs> outside his house. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, okay. and that's, I mean, people stopped coming to my house to ask me to play when uh, my, one of my best friends, hmm. Quinn, he, he's a smart fella. Uh, yeah. A few moves back, he he came to our house a few times. He's like, "Yo, let's play night games with the rest of the kids." And like, yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have an iPhone back then, so yeah, I would go play. Mm -hmm. uh, funnest times of my life. Oh yeah. So night games are the best. Yeah, we're the best. <laughs> so I didn't have an iPhone back then, but even though if I did have an iPhone, I'd still go play with my best friend because you know, yeah, but. There are those people who do not work up the courage to go to their houses to be like, yo, let's play. Like, I even have that anxiety to be like, yo, let's hang out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like now, like you're able to talk to anyone pretty much, like instantly. And it's one of those things where if you've never even like, if you're afraid to talk to them, you must have enough courage to just say hello in a text and you forget about it. Yeah. And if they say like. If, it, if it's a negative experience, you delete it, you forget about it. Mm -hmm. And like you almost, like there's a disconnect between that social, like the social aspect because you forget about it, they forget about it because it never actually happened in real life. I mean, all it was was just some couple texts on the screen. Um, but I mean, we've already created such a disconnect between like, and, and socially, these last couple generations are definitely paying the toll. Like yeah. you see, like I remember when I was looking for a job, I would like I almost wouldn't pick a job that I that I had to actually go into the store and ask for an application. If there wasn't an online application or I couldn't call them, it was like a no go. Mm -hmm. Even calling was like I would like oh can I just like text them? I remember like, <clears throat> but I don't know what do you have to say. 
Well, you know Indeed.jobs.com.website? Mm-hmm. That makes it so much easier to find a job because, first of all, you're not going around your neighborhood to find a job like saying, oh, we're hiring or going inside to see to see if they're hiring. There's hundreds of jobs just in our area mm-hmm. that's hiring. And it almost flips the whole game on its end because originally you had employees, like future employees, going to businesses and saying, hey, can you hire me? And businesses saying, well, okay, all right, either yes or no. But now we've almost flipped on the side with all these online like things where it takes all the social aspect out of it. Yeah. And now businesses are looking at the pool of candidates saying, would I'd like to I'd like to give you this job, yes or no, and the employee has, says yes or no. It switches it on its head because now the employees almost all you have to do is just sit on your couch like <laughs> like anything else, put up your application like you put up your resume, and get like and theoretically if everything goes well get a job within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean it takes all like the job hunting out of the picture. I don't know, we've been talking for a long time. I'm trying to like figure out a way where I can end this. Um, final thoughts, back to the original uh, back to the original subject. VR, AR, virtual reality technology. Is there should there be a next step or should we just kind of deal with the stuff we're doing now? Say that was a really good time. Thank you VR. Keep it with the video games. Well, here's the thing. Just like how the internet connected all everyone around the world mm-hmm. like back in the 1950s everyone just knew other Americans now we can know people from I don't know uh, Brazil mm-hmm. we can know people from China anywhere in the world we can be friends with a person so yeah that brings up the, divi- the diversity aspect of it <clears throat> and yeah but if you bring that in if you bring VR in put headset you can interact with them just like in uh, that one VR online game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Oh, man, that one. Uh, you know what? That stuff. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the, oh, no. It was that. I'm trying to think of it. Ugandan Knuckles. Yeah. Oh, man. So many memes came from that as well. So much cancer. So much cancer. Um, so, boil it down for me. Concise. Yes or no? Hmm. Should we put more money into like making these technology like these technologies more advanced? Yes, if we are careful with it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I can respect that. Because I can respect that. I mean, if we bring that to a whole other step, then people will literally not have to go outside other than uh, work. Which is not how life should be living. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, all these companies are being like, oh, get your groceries from, from literally drones. Mm-hmm. Which, which we we shouldn't want. We should have the social aspect of going to a grocery store, and who knows, like socializing with a person. Like I'm, a, I'm gonna say like the baggage, like with like the the cashier and everything. While we're like. Being able to talk to the cashier for a split second, yeah. talking to a bagger for a split second, talking to like anyone who crosses your path. But I mean, when you're sitting on the couch and ordering groceries from drones, there's no social a- there's not a social aspect there. I, I mean, my family went to uh, shoot, I forgot the, na- the type of restaurant. You know, they cook the noodles in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a hibachi grill type place. Hibachi. Yeah, we went I to think. a. No. Yeah, I mean the guy like. 
Like, I'm trying to think. Oh my goodness. Like the teppanyaki type restaurant? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That kind of type of restaurant. You see, we all sat down at, at this one table. And then this old couple sat down next to us. And we talked to them. We, we had the social aspect. And we were like... And by the time we were done, we went outside. My mom said it was nice having dinner with you <laughs> to the people. So, yeah, we want that kind of social aspect to with <clears throat> real life people. So, VR yes or no? So <laughs> VR yes if we're careful. Yes if we're careful. Yes if we're careful. Yes as long as we do not. I feel like the real danger is when we completely uproot ourselves from reality when we rely on the like right now i say we're in a vr bubble but we still rely on reality and aspects if if you can live through life with your headset on and like throughout life like <clears throat> with shoot, what was i about to say like without taking it off like a person already tried to do that thing with like can i live a week in vr i watched that video that, yeah. was, that was actually really interesting it's really interesting i really liked it yeah real soothing oh Pretty by the way soothing. with the music <laughs> yeah i was um, so, I mean, there it is then. VR has the potential of being very, very, very good. However, the better it gets, the finer the line it has to tread on, really. Because the greater advancements that it receives and the more capabilities it has, the more danger. Well, not necessarily the more as in variety of more dangers, but this the one danger of being uprooted from reality becomes so much more present and gets so much more relatable in there really yeah um but yeah i mean i had a good time i had a good i had a good talk with this one yeah thank you so So my my name's nathan uh this is i'll probably talk too much i'd like to thank my special guest zachary zons any last words for the for the viewers uh yeah uh (laughs) Oh, Bring out the guillotine. We need we need to kill the rich. <laughs> that was a mistake, but it's okay. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Well, um, pay more tax. <laughs> <laughs> Got to turn this thing off before he says something else. All right. Well, that was a good time. Uh, check uh, me out on Instagram at the real underscore Nate Supreme. I'll put a link to it in the bio. Hopefully, no, not bio. Like description, I guess. I don't know how it really works yet. We should chop off Jeff Bezos' <laughs> bald head. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a good, have a good day, everyone. Uh, see you. And see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>